Hi, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to our Jet Talks podcast. My name is Elaine Lapitoski, and I'm the Vice President of Jet Aviation Staffing based in Teterboro, New Jersey. Today, we would like to discuss how to navigate the hiring process in the business aviation industry. As many individuals are interested in learning more about how the staffing process works and what is involved, I wanted to bring this topic to the forefront. I am joined here with our two panel guests, both experts in their craft. Please let me introduce you to Lee Road, President and CEO of Essex Aviation. Lee works with a wide range of clients, representing them throughout the process of the new and pre-owned aircraft acquisitions, providing analysis of their current flight operations, as well as audits and management reviews of both internal and third-party flight departments and charter management companies. Additionally, he has managed a number of new aircraft completions, pre-purchase inspections, and retrofit projects for various aircraft types. I would also like to introduce Zoe Katsilis, Director of Sales and Recruitment with Jet Aviation Staffing. With over 20 years of recruiting experience in corporate human resources and staffing firms, Zoe exceeds client expectations in identifying and retaining employee talent. Prior to Jet Aviation, Zoe served as a senior talent acquisition consultant. Joining Jet in 2003 is now a key team member of the leadership team. Before we start, I'd like to say thank you both for coming together today. It is great to have you. Let's start the conversation with Zoe. Zoe, can you discuss the various ways that you promote the available staffing positions? Yes, hi Elaine, thank you so much. So we here at uh, Jet Aviation Staffing have a variety of methods that we use to promote our positions and to source talent. I have to say our most prominent method is our vast network. With a team that has over 80 years of combined experience in the recruiting and aviation space, we have built enormous networks of candidates and contacts that we tap into when it's time to source for talent. This definitely gives us an opportunity to locate those passive candidates. In addition, our teams use the power of social media, as we know it is wide, um, and we post our openings on our LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter accounts. We also leverage our brand, and we post our job openings on our career page. That certainly attracts a large group of talented professionals that have the opportunity to view and to apply for our job openings. Great, thanks so much for sharing that information, Zoe. Now, Lee, can you share what some key traits that you feel owners want to see in candidates? Sure, Elaine, thank you uh, for allowing me to join you today. Um, I think a lot of what owners are looking for initially from uh, staffing companies or whoever's being involved in their recording is the expectation that initially they're going to do what I'll call the aviation due diligence on clients, um, and that could be flight crew, could be maintenance, could be uh, cabin staff. And essentially what they're looking for them to do is uh, cover the background of their career, the work that they've done, trainings that they've completed, uh, type of certifications that they may have, any ongoing training that they do, and that should be the first step in the process that they'll be looking for. And then secondly, uh, usually staffing companies, we hope, will spend the time with the owners or their primary representatives who will be involved with the travel to sort of understand 
you know how they look how they like to communicate how they like to work with this with their other staff and what their expectations are you know with the candidates they're going to meet with because we often tell principals by the time we get to the point of a meeting where they're going to be interviewing the candidate they should be comfortable that from a uh, skills and background perspective that's all been taken care of and really what they're doing is meeting with these folks to have more of a personal uh, discussion with them how they approach things how they may handle certain situations uh, sometimes owners will get into questions with candidates about uh, you know no go go decisions uh, bad weather difficult situations you know how their approach is to that and I think often good candidates who, you know, have been uh, well-respected in the industry, in some ways will actually interview the owners, you know, to understand what their approach will be, you know, when those situations come up so that everybody will, you know, feel comfortable about how those things will be handled uh, well in advance of, of those situations occurring. Wonderful. Thanks, Lee, for sharing that. I think those are all indeed important traits uh, never go into an interview without having your own questions, for sure. Zoe, can you share how Jet Aviation staffing goes through the initial evaluation of the candidates that have applied for the position? I think it's important to share with all of our listeners out there. Absolutely. Thank you, Lane. So first and um, most important is that our recruiters truly partner with our clients to gather a very strong understanding of not only the requirements of the position, but also to understand the culture and the soft skills that are required. That's a very important piece of our puzzle. Um, our talented recruiters will obviously first review all the resumes to determine which candidates meet the qualifications of the job postings. After that, um, and as we narrow down the pool of qualified candidates, we conduct what we call behavior-based interviews. And those behavior-based interviews are compromised or composed of uh, an evaluation of the candidates hard skills um, as well as their soft skills to make sure that they meet the qualifications of the position. We conduct these behavior based interviews either in person when able or virtually. In addition, our uh, full time recruiters also administer the predictive index, which is a work related behavior assessment. And we also use a very innovative 360 reference, reference assessment called Skill Survey. Once this process is complete, uh, we put together a candidate portfolio that includes our evaluation and the results of these assessments, which is what we then present to our clients. The portfolio really does give the hiring managers a very deep look into the candidates, previous work-related behaviors, which we all know drive future performance. Depending on our client's requirements, we also are able to coordinate additional evaluations like SIM evaluations, psychological evaluations, and even executive level medical evaluations. Great, Zoe, thanks so much for sharing that. And Lee, for you, what are some of the main key factors that owners focus on when aiming to hire crew, maintenance professionals, or cabin attendants? So it's interesting because some owners will take different approaches. Um, we have uh, some clients who have always focused from a pilot perspective. Their preference is military background pilots because for their, whether their military background themselves or they prefer that sort of structured 
mentality and approach uh, to flying mission-oriented. Uh, others will focus more on experience in the specific aircraft type that they may be flying. Um, we often have discussions with principals who will talk about the fact that they only want someone who has X amount of hours of time and experience in a particular aircraft type, which you know can be an objective of what they do. But we, especially if you get into larger cabin airplanes, you know, experience in large cabin aircraft, experience with international travel, et cetera, is usually more of a factor that we try to encourage clients to take a closer look at than just necessarily, you know, specific time in type on a certain airplane. You know, these pilots that have flown tens of thousands of hours, you know, transitioning to a different aircraft type is not necessarily, you know, a challenge. I would much rather have someone who, if this client's going to do a lot of international flying, do a lot of traveling, that's sort of outside of, you know, just traditional domestic flying. I think having that experience and handling those situations and understanding how to work with those things is essential. And I would say the same thing about, you know, maintenance coordinators, um, especially on large cabin long-range airplanes. The aircraft is usually far away from the home base, and in some cases they may travel with the aircraft, but not always. So, you know, their background of dealing with, you know, situations in remote areas, having a network of maintenance companies or support people in different parts of the world that they may have worked with in the past to support other aircraft is important. And from a cabin attendant perspective, especially on international flying, understanding, you know, customs, immigration requirements, you know, food, water, all those types of things uh, can be very different depending upon the part of the world that you're traveling to. And having someone who's familiar with that, understanding how to do that, you know, can certainly be a, a critical component. So I would say in general for us, it's understanding the client's primary use areas they're going to be going to um, and then trying to you know, match those up with people who are familiar with that and who have done that in the past so that the owner gets the benefit of their experience going forward. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Lee, for sharing that. So, Zoe, once the final candidate has been selected, can you outline the final due diligence and other disclosure items that are done with the candidates um, that are part of the final vetting process? Sure, absolutely. So our team here handles all the negotiations and more importantly, the candidate management through the entire process. Once a candidate has accepted a verbal offer, we then initiate our final check process, which includes a thorough background check, uh, an FAA check. We also do a social media check and a pre-employment drug test. Our team then will review the findings to ensure that there are no concerns or issues and then present the final results to our clients. Great, Zoe. And on average, Zoe, how long are you finding it takes to go through the full recruiting process and making the final offers to selected candidates? Oh, Elaine, the million dollar question. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you know, when working on a search, we, as I mentioned earlier, we enter into a partnership with our clients and we want to ensure that we find the best qualified talent um, that obviously we locate and then is ultimately hired. Because of our extensive recruiting experience, we normally source and locate candidates pretty quickly. Obviously, depending on the position and the qualifications that are needed, on average, we are able to source, screen and present candidates within a two week time frame. From the time 
candidates are presented to the time a hiring decision is made, it really does depend on the client's availability to interview and select a candidate. Our teams work very closely with all the stakeholders, both the candidates and the hiring managers to coordinate and to encourage the process so it can move along quickly and smoothly. We find the average time to fill a position can really vary from 30 days up to possibly 90 days, depending on all the factors that I just mentioned. Great, Zoe. Yeah, definitely a lot of variables in there for sure. And Lee, finally for you, what do you feel are the advantages of using a staffing firm to assist with the hiring process? Well, there's no question. Um, even when we deal with large public companies, uh, you know, large uh, private, you know, equity type groups, they certainly have internal human resources, you know, recruiting, you know, firms that they may work with. But, you know, obviously from an aviation perspective, it's a completely different uh, resource you know, that you're trying to identify, you know, for the position. So I find the two big things with the staffing positions is one, if you've worked with them for a while, especially if it's with a similar account that may have a, a larger flight crew, you know, they get to know the staff that's part of the crew. So they have a good feel of what would be a good fit or what type of candidates. Also, uh, often if they've worked with pilots on a regular basis, uh, when positions come available, you know, they may be able to go and find some, or if a pilot comes available for whatever the reason may be, uh, often a staffing company may already have, you know, various positions that they may be able to be considered for. So I think for uh, owners, especially first-time owners that are trying to staff an aircraft, you know, the value that the connections to the industry brings the background um, checks and services, the ability to do the due diligence on the candidates effectively. And then as Zoe just outlined, all the different information that they will go through. Um, in some cases, you know, the company will ask that their HR people at least be involved and understand what's going on. We have had clients who will ask that they can do their own uh, background type check, you know, whatever that may be, but that's stuff that can be worked through. But often it's more, the tail end of the process, because I think anybody that works internally with an owner, you know, would have to be very unique to be able to claim that they have sort of the experience and the connections in the industry that a aviation professional staffing group can bring. Great, Lee. Yeah, thank you so much for your thoughts on, the, on that topic. So that wraps up our my questions for the two of you. I hope our listeners enjoyed today's conversation and have found that all this information shared to be both insightful and helpful. Before we wrap up, I'd like to check in with both of you and see if you'd like to add any closing remarks or comments. Zoe, we'll start with you first. Thank you, Elaine. Thanks so much for inviting me to be part of this discussion today. And Lee, we definitely appreciate your time and your insight. And I hope our listeners enjoy today's discussion. Thank you. Thanks, Zoe. And Lee, any final remarks? Uh, no, I just want to thank you all for, you know, allowing me to join. And I definitely would encourage folks that if they're, even if they're not currently looking, you know, for a position, uh, I don't think it would be uh, unwasted un or wasted time to, you know, get in touch with the staffing company that you may work with and just talk to them about their process, understand what they're going to do, how they're going to do it, how you can help them better uh be prepared and better help you, you know, fill the position instead of waiting until that time comes forward. I think if you have that relationship 
And they can also help you out with short-term needs. If you need contract uh, crew, if you have uh, pilots of training, you know, vacation, whatever it may be, they can also be another resource for those short-term requirements that you may need. So having that relationship, I think, is very beneficial to your overall flight uh, department group. Great. Well said, Lee, and absolutely plan for the plan, right? Uh, thank you both uh, for joining us today on the podcast and to all of our podcast listeners. Thank you for listening. It was a great discussion. I look forward to future Jet Talks podcast segments. Thank you, everyone, and hope you enjoy the rest of your day.